0: Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning. Let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Hey everybody, welcome back, and thanks for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. The Our guest today is somebody who is not only a close friend, but has been a huge mentor to me in my life. He is Johnny Immerman, the founder of Immerman Angels. It is a one-on-one cancer support community. I met Johnny when I was 30 years old. He was good friends with my sister-in-law. And after being diagnosed with testicular cancer myself, she reached out to Johnny, who had also um, uh, been a uh, cancer survivor two times over, and one of which those times was testicular cancer. And this was before Emmerman Angels even existed. He mentored me to tell me kind of, Uh, Just kind of what to expect, and he became a very close friend, and I'm forever grateful and appreciative. He then went on to start Immerman Angels, uh, which is an international uh, charity, cancer support community. And I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about it, but it's absolutely incredible what they do, and it is a charity that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, And Johnny is a true angel, which you'll see in this interview. Johnny, how you doing, buddy?
1: JD and Jessica thanks so much for having me I'm flattered I appreciate the warm intro um you're very generous
0: thank you uh, I'm
1: am just a regular guy but you know like guys like um yourself and myself you know People who have gone through something with cancer, this is what we're trying to do. We want to we change the way people fight cancer and what the, the tools that they have along, along the fight. So what we did was created Immerman Angels to help people who are newly diagnosed with any form of cancer. It's new and it's scary and you don't know what, where to turn or what to even ask or speak this whole new language. We partner you with someone who's actually been through it somebody your age, your gender, who already beat the same cancer you have and says, been there, done that, beat it, I'm going to help you as your volunteer. So we have 8,000-ish volunteers across the world who do this, largest group we know out there for mentoring. But uh, wonderful guys like JD that make this thing happen. It takes all these survivors uh, who care to give back to make this idea work.
0: So, Johnny, talk a little bit more about just the seed that was planted that, you know, you started this charity from scratch, and now it is 8,000-ish plus people strong on an international basis. And you started it in Detroit, you moved to Chicago, it began to just explode, and, I mean, talk about that, because it it, it took a lot of um, thoughts and a lot of hard work. So, you know, why why... Why take the idea and and turn it into an international charity?
1: Well, thank you for the question. I do want to make sure I mention to you that that John Dwaskin has helped this cause in so many ways for five years, maybe-ish. You ran our entire Michigan volunteer group. You put so much energy into making sure this cause is giving back and helping other people. It just shows your heart, brother, and how much you care about what we all do who are touched by cancer to help the next person out, you know, do, doing something positive with this whole heart experience. So wow. love and appreciate you, man, for yeah, all, all you do. And the reason why, to your question, we do this is, I think, one word. It's gratitude. You know, we're all grateful that we're alive mm-hmm. that we get to be, some of us get to be fathers like yourself. Some of us get to be spouses. You get to live hopefully a long life for all of us. But when you go through something like cancer young and early, um, I think it teaches you a lot about life and, you know, if you're grateful and you realize that, hey, the world's bigger than just me, you got to do something that has a social positive impact on other people. I think that's how most cancer survivors are, and that's how a lot of cancer survivors feel after cancer, is I want something purposeful, something positive, something I can do to give back that's bigger than me. And I think that's the driver. I think that's why the idea works. It's, it's all about the team. We're the epitome of a team. No one person yeah. makes this idea work. It's a team of thousands and thousands in sixty countries across the world. That's why uh, that's why the idea works.
0: You know, Johnny, talk a little bit about your story because your story was a tough one, and uh, you persevered through it, and you came out healthy, and turned that um, into into Immerman Angels. And so, share with everybody your backstory so they can connect and understand the root of of you and the foundation of Immerman Angels.
1: Well, thanks for the question. You know, I'm as open as they come. As you know, J.D., I was 26, diagnosed with testicular cancer, went to the gym every day, felt totally healthy and fine, was the last thing in the world I was thinking about was cancer. And I was actually in Michigan, in Ann Arbor, and all of a sudden had pain in the testicle. Um, Not long after, I'm in a doctor's office and my cancer had spread. It was early stage three. I had to do chemo. I had to do surgeries. But for two years of treatment, what I really learned is how many people fight cancer alone. You know, when you're in there for two years and you're looking around and you're like, why are all these people alone? And why are they depressed and scared? Like, where are the people to help these people? And there's such a gap. And that was really a part of it, too. I just feel guilty every time I walked into my room. And chemo, I had my mom, my brother, I had friends, I had buddies who were residents at the hospital. I had all this love and energy around me when so many other people have no one, literally not a single person. And so we all started realizing, like, we got to do something to motivate these people. we got to give them energy, people, connections. Who's the best connection for these people? A survivor who's been in the same room, walked the same walk maybe five years ahead, and really just cares about that person. And so that's really, that was the genesis of the idea, is how do we give these people any human to talk to, but also someone like them?
0: It's amazing. Um, And then you kind of went through another situation,
1: I did. So I was clean at 27 years old. I kind of glossed over that. Sorry, but I was about two years (laughs) for my whole treatments. But um, the first year I was 26, the (laughs) chemos and all that. I was clean at 27. And then at 28, I had four tumors behind my kidneys that popped up. So we had to do an 11-inch vertical incision um, to cut the tumors out. Um, Fortunately, it was successful and everything is clear. Um, But through both those mini bouts, if you want to call them that, uh, I just, you know, you have time to think and you have time to think about what is, you know, how can we fix the system? Where are the cracks in the system? How can we make it better? And I think with all that time to think and look around, um, that's how this group of survivors and I as a team were like, wait, let's go build something really cool here to motivate those that are in the fight today and are brand new to this this big, scary thing that's happening to them
0: you know it's it's amazing uh Johnny what you have done and what you continue to do and and I speak for myself and most people who know you and I'm going to even speak for people who don't know you because when I'm in an environment where you know there's a tons of there's a function or something for remembering angels that we're at you're like a celebrity and people are coming up to you and um you know because you know most, I would think a lot of people who have cancer, and I think I'm one of those people, you kind of have it, you beat it, you move on, and you're not looking to kind of build a machine to stay in the cancer world. And I think it takes a special soul to do that, and you've done that. And through that, you have been able to help people and the ripple effect of the people that you help is so much bigger than the 8,000-ish people that are within the system. It's the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that are affected because of the goodness that you do for one person and how that spreads. So it's, it's pretty incredible to, to watch. So thanks for, you know, for doing that. And, and you well, know, what? go ahead.
1: Thank you for your kind words, but I got to tell you, J.D., as you know, too, and you do so much good work helping other people be better at building companies and think bigger and how to how to do what they want to do, live their dream better in the same way we're always trying to get better. You know, we we are a team, we're the epitome of a team, but by having so many volunteers and passionate people and grateful people on this team who care, I mean, that's the big word, they care so much, we're always trying to get better, and we realize we're helping thousands across the world every year but we want to help millions and so we do want to think big we do want to help more um, we know the idea works if you take this one person and hook them up with another person who's just like them who beat it we see the results they tell you the results that's one of the most beautiful things i think about this idea It's because the feedback loop sometimes is like 20 minutes yeah. you know after you connect people and they have a conversation and it's working and they connect and it's inspiring to the person that's sick with cancer. You know, they oftentimes both sides tell you how powerful the connection was and how much it, how both of them get motivated. And that is a motivator for our team. But we realize we do want to think big. We always want to get better. And, um, I hope that you and I are having this conversation. We're like, wow, we're helping millions of people this year. That's yep. really our mission.
0: That's It's it's amazing. And, you know, you talked about time when you were going through what you were going through. Um, you, you were forced to take time to think. And I think most people don't take that time or the luxury of taking 10, 20, 30 minutes to, to think or even to meditate or to just think about what they want to do or where they want to go or what they're doing and even pre-planning, you know their their day or tomorrow. So, you know there's there's um, in a in a weird way, um, there's a gift in taking time to think. And whether you're in a business or a charity, you know that's imp- that's important to fit into your day. Not when you're forced to think, but carve out time just to think in general. Um
1: and I think that's a great point. I love didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, I love no. what you're saying because some of the best ideas I think, yes, when you're forced to take time off and separate yourself from your company or your idea or your organization and let it organically come to you. That's where the creative juices I think really flow.
0: Yeah. I uh I, I kinda of force myself to to do that and if I can't I, I meditate. So I've been meditating for Um, you know, 15, 20 years, and it allows me to just stop and and teach myself actually how to not think, so then I can also then take time to think. But I I wanted to chat with you quickly about, you know, running a charity and growing a business. You know, sometimes those are conflicting thoughts and feelings. You know, you have this charitable company and this charitable heart, but yet it still is a business that you want to grow. So how do you kind of morph the two and you know, keep the the soul of the charity, but grow it as a business?
1: This is a really great question because it's hard. I mean, it's really challenging and hard because I knew that the vision itself worked. And I knew that some. I mean, it's a very simple idea. We didn't come up with anything really, you know, uh, complex. It's a simple idea of this person, Michael, who's going through colon cancer, should be talking to another guy named Danny in New York, who five years ago beat the same type of colon cancer. I mean, you'd put these guys in the same room and it's it's an instant connection. So the idea is sound, but then how do you take that idea and scale it and then create a matching program like a buddy system and then have thousands of people? And then how do you train your mentors? And then how do you make sure that the matches are good? And if they're not good or it's not working, how do you jump back in and hook them up with somebody else and make sure that that's a good match? There's so many parts. And then you have to file for a 501c3. You have to have enough funds to pay your lighting bill and your electric bill and your staff. We have a staff of nine full-time, soon to be 10, um, in downtown Chicago is where we're based. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts, really the key for me that has helped me is um, screwing it up enough times and then finding board members and finding key volunteers who can serve roles and do things that you don't do well. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's about 90% of it is I don't do well, but I know the 10% that I love and comes a little more naturally to me. And I just try to do as much as I possibly can in that 10%. So for example, our chairman of our board You know, he, now he runs a private equity firm, but just recently sold his company. It's, you know, a $300 million manufacturing company. He's got 1,500 employees. He knows how to hire people. He knows how to run a company. He knows P&Ls, inflows, outflows. Like, I don't even want to think about any of that. (laughs) I want to be honest with you. I don't want to think about any of that. Like, somebody do this for us. Even though we're on a smaller scale, but he's a guy that could easily do that for us. So we find people to do the numbers, do mm-hmm. the budgets, do the strategy, do a lot of that. So you can just focus on what I wanted to do is just the people, Yeah, the program. Is it working? Is it helping people? Is it not? If it's not, let's regroup and find another way to make it help people. But, you know, I want to focus on the effectiveness of the program, not the business side. Yeah. So either you learn it or you, if you want to learn it, or you find people to fill those roles and you build basically like a soccer team. You put everybody in the right position on the field to make your team successful. But again, it's all about the right team and the yeah. right people and the right slots on the team.
0: Well, you know, uh, that's, uh, uh, uh well said, um, everything that you just laid out. And it just, whether it's a charity or whether it's a business, it just goes to show you that you always need the right people in the right seats doing the right things, where they're in their passion, their unique ability, and that makes everything evolve to where you want it to. And also, whether it's a charity or whether it's a business, your your charity, Immerman Angel, shows the power of one-on-one connection. And whether it's a charity and helping people, like in your case with Immerman Angels, with cancer, even in business or, what, or or any charity, it's the one-on-one connection that that makes it work. So, kudos to you for creating such an incredible organization that is making the world a better place. And um, with a with a topic that is very difficult and uh, you have brought a lot of light into the world and uh, make it a better place. And I'm proud to call you a good friend. And, uh, you know, is there anything else you want to kind of close with and any last piece of advice and then tell people how to get a hold of
1: you and Emmerman well, Angels? I want to say this. Uh, J.D., I love you, brother. And let me tell you, if there's one guy that understands connection, because that's what Immerman Angels is at the core, about human-to-human connection, and that power of the connection empowers and motivates people and inspires them to overcome cancer and can't think of a more important cause that we need to help people with. Um, I mean, any sort of medical cause. I mean, in general, helping them win their lives back when their life is threatened. And I'll tell you, John Dwoskin lives that. Dude, you are all about human connection since the first time I met you. And uh at like you said, that you put your finger on it. That is the core, I think, of, of a great life. Yeah. And just being a good person. And we all try to connect with each other and help each other. That's what the world needs. But um you live that as well. Our team preaches that every day. It's all about the power of human connection. And um and, and so so thank you for your kind words. And the last, you know, bit I'd like to say is just if any just keep us in mind, Immerman Angels is free. And it will always be free. And if you know someone touched by cancer, just send them to emmermanangels.org. If you can't even remember that, no problem. It's a hard one, I know. Um, One-on-one cancer support. Google gives us a grant so if you Google one-on-one cancer support we're number one on Google if you can just remember that and you get them to us we'll take it from there Um, but JD you rock Jessica you rock you guys are awesome good luck with everything over there and um, I'm proud of everything you've built man keep helping people get better
0: Johnny you do the same for those of you who don't know Jessica is the sound and technician person uh, on the podcast (laughs) Jessica thanks for all that you do Uh, thank you it was a pleasure (laughs) listening to you and uh, Johnny thanks for doing what you do my friend, uh, you make the world a better place, and we will talk soon uh, for sure.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Have the best day. Everybody All right, Johnny. Well.
0: Have an amazing day. Talk to you soon. Yeah,
1: thanks, thanks you Johnny.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit Johnswaskin.com. For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement. Grow your business big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, John at JohnDwaskin.com. Text or call me at 248 535 7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big. I got
1: some on.